And we're live. Kick back, guys. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we do a live every week. It's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lord so kick back is that's what we call the people that support the show, people that support me and JB. And we got hundreds of new kickbackers. Thanks to one of our guests. Indeed. Um, so before we introduce, well, I guess we should introduce the show first. Let's do that. It's a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You, you say, say the, the whole thing. thing. <laughs> so welcome to a pod named Kickback, also known as the Black CNN, and a revolution will we'll be, be televised. televised. I'm no breaks new, the righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Every Monday, we right back at it. I feel fantastic. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's JB Frank. I'm that gangster geek representing NWA, Nerds with Attitude. Happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> we have two special guests in the building. Mm-hmm. We'll do ladies first. We told y'all last week she was coming on. I've been calling her Tara for the last month. It's Tara. We have Tara from TD Talks. Potentially well, TV yeah, talks. that's we're, what we're, it is right gonna, now. We're going to figure some things yeah. out. But um, introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about you. Uh, so it's Tara or Tara, if you can't be bothered to remember the right pronunciation. <laughs> I'll take either way. We will, we will take the time to remember. Yeah. Tara. I'm the token Aussie that these boys know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know any others? Uh, well, crocodile yeah, Dundee. I do. I do. Well, crocodile Dundee. No, mate, that's not real. WWF. It was a wrestler from down under. Who's his name? When we was kids from the I WWF. I have no idea. Somebody was from Australia, Tom. Anybody remember? No. Damn. Anyway, I'm the only important What's Aussie Rikers? you'll know. I, you, well, right now, you're the only real Aussie Yeah, I know, the only so real one. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Uh, Aussie and hurry. Never mind. <laughs> hurry. <laughs> Anything else you want to throw out there, Tom? Uh, no, that's it. That about sums me up. Good. Unless you've been living under a rock, um, you know we've been promoting, we've been pushing for this live event, our very first live event we did yesterday. We did it with the So Shameless podcast Mm -hmm. because this brother was so gracious to have us come out. We got Tahoe in the motherfucking building. Yes, good. Yo, I, I feel like y'all, I really need to work on my intro, man. <laughs> it was like, this, and this one over here with the NWA shit. Like, I feel severely outmatched and unwitted. So Come on, man. I don't even have like the names y'all got like i'm just told and <laughs> i feel like i'm not representing myself oh well come on man true. apparently that's enough though yeah, apparently <laughs> 250 300 people last night right yeah, we had we had a nice turnout man mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm pretty sure that y'all brought a lot of those people man cuz once we, we added y'all um a lot of people started um signing up and and i appreciate Atlanta for showing us love you know what i'm saying i'm from new york and um being able to come out here and get that type of love is just it's, it's very humbling, very humbling, and yeah. people could say it, and you might, you might, you know, accept it for what it is. Like, oh, he said it's humbling. Okay, he's being gracious. But yo, I'm from New York, and I had 300, 200 something people in a room to come see my product, my my baby. Now, that's it. That what is something that's undescribable. As far as what people, I mean, obviously you you host something, you put on a show, you expect people to come. Are you just not expecting that many? I believe. Um, I didn't know what to expect, mm. and I was willing to accept whatever, you know, energy gave me. 
whatever happened, I would have been gracious for that, right? But to see a room so packed, mm-hmm. like every chair, people standing everywhere, that's something that's just like, yo, I'm not even from here. I come down here to have sex every couple months. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Straight to the point. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I'm not, you know, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Well, maybe there's enough women out there that you've slept with in the past that they spread the word. You didn't clarify yeah, that, that, the, the, yeah. the gender ratio of the crowd. That's like 90% of our listeners is the women I had sex with. Uh, I'm just saying. Well, I mean. And they Tom, know it. Y'all know it. But they don't talk to you anymore, man. Well, I mean, you had you had <laughs> folks coming from like out of town to come here to see. Yeah, it was some go. girls that told us they drove six hours right. just to come to the show. Ten right. hours too. A couple right. of shit. Ten hours. Right. People flew in from Cali. Uh, people flew in from from all over the world, um, all over the country. I don't say the world, but um, yeah. And honestly, I'm still in shock about it. Seriously, seriously, still in shock about it. But um, my name is Tahoe TV. Um, I do. Funny ass Instagram videos and um, you know bringing content. My podcast is called So Shameless. We talk about a bunch of urban ratchet shit, and um, you know I'm here with y'all. So and I appreciate what y'all did for me last night, man. Y'all y'all segment was dope. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you, man. Thank we you. had a, um, a great time. A lot of people were coming up to us and talking about the show and talking about you know we made new fans there that we wouldn't have had if it wasn't for you. So yeah. thank you. Now nah, I mean I believe in checking in. You know, you got to show respect to the culture whenever you you you, you um, pop into something new, someplace new. You check in, you you get a feel of the the terrain. You can't just come and pop down and act like you that thing, because these people out here got a certain lifestyle. And, and since y'all been repping that, I said, yo, come do, come show me some love. Show me how y'all do it in Atlanta. That's you know what's I mean? up. That's what's up. Definitely appreciate it. So pleasantries aside, we gonna get into the goddamn show. So I'm gonna let me put these topics out real quick. So, oh, be, oh yeah, and also it's a real nigga birthday. Yeah, my man Jeremy, happy birthday, bro. Love you, nigga. Happy birthday, you. my G. <laughs> and, and just so y'all know, we we this is a part of kickback, but we really having a kickback. If, if, I, if I would turn the camera around, you would see everybody over there. Can we hear y'all? Can... Yeah. Hey, yeah, we yeah. lit. Right. So uh, we're going to our first story of the week. We're going to do our icebreaker, JB. So. Based on your personality um, and abilities, if you were a superhero, what would your power be? I know what mine is. Okay. Tahoe. Annoying the shit out of Hey! <laughs> I would be super annoying. <laughs> what would your name be? The Annoyance. Yeah. Uh, Instead of uh, Superman, it's just super annoying. Yeah, super <laughs> That's annoying. That's just it. <laughs> yeah, annoying guy. I don't know. So I was thinking about this today, and I'm going to be the opposite of Harry Potter. So he has the super power of... Opposite of who? Harry Potter. What's his last name? Wow. <laughs> I just really? like hearing it. Really? I'm about the only one. Harry Potter. <laughs> So he can talk to snakes, but I think I have the ability to talk to anyone, including oh, brick walls. Snake charm. I didn't know, bro. Snake charm. For the record, for the record, we edited the, the icebreaker this week because you know we we didn't have, you know we had Kiki and Medina, Lex P. So our icebreaker is usually something real sexual. And I was like, I don't know if Tom is going to like that. That's Let's make it a little more PG. <laughs> right. she said, she can talk to snakes. And I can, I was like, 
Okay, no, but I can also talk to brick walls because I'm pretty bloody good at talking. So that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm going to be able to talk to and move inanimate. Inanimate? What's the word? Unalive? Adamant is alive. Inanimate? Inanimate is like object. a table. Okay, yeah, that's going to be my superpower. To talk to tables? <laughs> to talk the to hell? things that nobody else can talk to and make them do what I need them to do. Oh, like Trump. You you be able to talk to Trump. Yeah, I can talk oh, to his. I can man. talk to his wall. Yeah, we Good need one. that. <laughs> 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 JB, what's your power, JB? Um, I would probably be able to move things with my mind and also like make things happen with my mind. Like, go to a Redskins game and actually have him beat the Patriots. You know, like I would be able to do that with my. Like that, I would have like super brain powers. I'm Professor X. He, look at his t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, kind of like Green the, Lantern. Yeah, like the power of my will would be able to do anything. You know, I can dig it. Right, and, and it's, it's ironic because that's how you know we know each other thirty fucking years. Because mine would be similar. Because I feel like I can make shit happen. Like I was like, we need to be on so same as live. I don't know how the fuck we're going to do it. I'm going to make it happen some kind of way. And then it happens. You know what I'm saying? Or like, we need to do this. Out. I just make shit happen. Like, whatever the fuck I need, to, I will make it. How does that feel, man? Like, when I was like, yo, come and, come and be on the show. Like, great. It felt great. great. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, because at first, um, I reached out to the, to the page. I didn't know who was on the page. And um, Joy was like, okay, I'll talk to them and see what happens. Like, a week went by. Nobody said nothing. Then Joy hit me. was like, Tahoe said hit him. No, no, she said hit Tahoe. I was like, oh, she must not have talked to him. I hit him directly myself then. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. I, I talked to her. So what happened was um, when I first, and this is so funny. I hope I hope I don't get anybody in trouble with this. Um, when he first asked us to be on the show, we I got the, the request the same day. And I told my manager to do some research on the show. And my manager did research on the show. And we had already invited a transgender woman to come on the show. And my manager found a clip of y'all's basically being pro-straight black men, saying there's no, it's like we don't get enough attention, everybody, something like that. Do y'all remember doing the show? Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. we had to do a little bit more research into it to, just to make sure that it wasn't something that was directly clashing with what we, mm -hmm. I didn't want right. to, you know, like invite uh, Biggie and Tupac to the same event. Right, 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 right. But I was like, yo, they just real niggas, they just have an opinion, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an aggressive stance. Y'all had a moment. I have plenty of moments, and I, I'm asking not to be judged by each moment. Look at mm -hmm. me in my entirety rather than that mm -hmm. one thing. And I say, yo, you know what? Bring them on, man. They don't mean no harm by that. You know what I'm saying? They have a voice, and they have an opinion. So, And you guys also talk quite opposite sometimes to that as well. You have yeah. a really broad perspective. Mm -hmm. Because how we look at it is we support and appreciate everybody. We ride for everybody. Because we're, we're black men, we're the minority. Like, I don't think nobody has it as bad as us in, in the world. So I, I, I'm gonna, how am I going to really understand my position in the world and not be sympathetic to somebody else's? Now, right. I do think we have it the worst. And I know everybody, oh, no, 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 it's not you, it's us. Straight black men, we have it the worst in the world. But because we have it the worst in the world, how can I not be sympathetic to everybody else? And that that, that's my take You think that straight black men have it worse than straight black women? I think we got it worse than everybody in the world, bar none. It's straight black men being killed by the police. It's straight black men that, um, you know, in slavery, you know, like look at our role in slavery. Look at our role in Jim Crow. 
look at when um, everybody got jobs and was able to go back to work and, and uh, segregation was kind of slowing down, it was us that couldn't get jobs. Black women became the the head of the Thank households because black yes. men couldn't get no fucking jobs. Right. White people weren't scared of black women. They were like, yeah, come get a job, Kim. You no, know, I, I thought about that. I used to have those type of views um, until I realized that, say, in slavery, the women bore the brunt of everything that happened to the straight black man, and she became the person that had to take care of that, as well as being oppressed by the same person that she was trying to take care of, also being raped and pulled away from her own children. You, you know how it must feel to be a woman in this world where women are always looked at as the, uh, they're, they're not a whole person to this day. So as much as we just just looked at by society, women have always been looked at um, as not equal to men. And then so you I add that. that and then add black to it and then understand that they would might have something to say about your, your views on who gets it the worst. Oh, they do. They, they, they let me know. They do have something to say about it, and they do let me know. But um, I only counter with, like, I'm not trying to have a, a contest about who has it. Your blues ain't like mine. I got it worse than you. But I, I, I do recognize our position. And even when, like right now, if you look at uh, the employment rate, the college graduate rate, if you look at the financial yearly income rate, black women are in a more affluent position than black men. Why is that? Now, why is that? I'm not really speaking to the why. I'm just telling you You have it to. Is. If you're going to, if you got to make a statement like that, you got to look at, you, you have to appreciate the work they're doing. Well, there's that. There's that, though. But it's, there's it's working also, as opportunity. Well, but there is also a level of institutionalism that has happened with black men. Um, so, mm -hmm. such a much larger percentage of us are inca incarcerated. And well, uh, real quick, JB, I'm not, I want you to finish. I just want to. Who in here is, is being locked up, arrested? Now, one okay, one black woman raised her hand. Four black men raised their hand. It, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. It is what it is. Yeah, um, there's there's that, and and people like to downplay the impact of that because it influences our population statistically. Something like 33% of all black men have been incarcerated at some point. Being incarcerated directly affects your economic opportunities. So it's not so much a person to person, individual man versus individual woman thing that leads to that assertion. It is more the larger statistics in play. And I agree with everything you said, and this is not a debate because I am not a master of these things, but I think a lot, and I, you know, I have a lot of things, right? The black father leaves the house. The mother becomes the, plays both positions. Women are mothered more in the teens. Don't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. You have to be here, you have to do that. The boy, go be the man, go out. He doesn't have those same blinders on. He go out and be a man. And mm -hmm. I think that puts him in far more dangerous Absolutely. positions young yeah. to make far right. worse no decisions young because he no isn't um, he is, he doesn't have those reins on him that the woman does. And, and also he up. doesn't have a, a the knowledge, the experience, the expertise of to, a father right. to know exactly what it's like exactly. to be a man. Whereas yeah, a facts. woman will always have that because they are raised by a mother, 
they will always know what they could be like, what they kind of should be like, and then make yes. a choice to go a different way. Right. Where the boy has to go outside and figure it out. And, so I'm and, not and, blaming us or our dads, but I'm right. saying all of this has a, a That's a brilliant a point, though. So is that brilliant. discipline? Essentially discipline? It's also... Um, but it goes back to the why the father wasn't there. Like, you brought up the why. Yeah. Why right. isn't the father there? Well, it's always a cycle. Because needs to be broken. Because we're the most oppressed. Like, like that's my point. The father didn't just leave because he was like, I don't want to be here. I'm going to go. Like, it's a reason. It's a systematic reason he left. It's a systematic reason I didn't have a father. It's a systematic reason I was in jail. It's a systematic reason that I was on probation and kept getting bullshit violated and kept doing more time and couldn't keep a fucking job because I was always in fucking jail. It's a systematic reason for that. And it's not... Because we have it easier than black women. The reason is we got it harder. And I, that's not to slight my sisters, because I'm riding, I ride with everybody. Because, like I said, I know how bad I got it. You think so that it's harder everybody. to leave your family and go figure it out outside than it is to wake up at six in the morning, bathe three kids, two kids that you left, put them on the school bus, go to work, pay all the, the bills, be home by four o'clock. Take them off the bus, make sure they have dinner, make sure they did their homework, do all that. So you think it's harder as a black man to do all that than to do all of those things and still go to college, still have a job, still wind up. And, and we're talking about throughout the community. Because you just said all of them are in college. And so we need to, so not to challenge you on that, because I'm a straight black man, and I've had this conversation before. But we need to like, at least open our mind and to say, you know what? First of all, what is the benefit of us even having this conversation? Who has it worse, them or us, her or us? Like, nigga, that's the whole thing that they did to us back then. It starts separating us. I couldn't agree So more just time. even having that conversation, it just it, it doesn't do nothing yeah. for our community at all. But I didn't bring that conversation up. No, you're right. But black I, women brought the conversation up, which is why we're having it. Because remember that, that see, piece that's that divisive. Out, black men are the white people of our race. Remember that shit? So like... I didn't bring this conversation up. I just think that's, those are trolls. You got to pay attention to it. You got to know what, well, who you talking to. Is that just trolls, y'all? Or do people really say that? Is that just trolls? I'm asking. I think that's true. Okay, so, so, we'll, so we'll dismiss the trolls. I think you got to know who you're talking to, especially now in social media when you can have a black woman in the Abbey, but it, be so, it, could, be, uh, it could be a pervert. Well, you don't know and, who you're talking to. And people you say a bunch of fuck shit on social yeah, media to get attention. For, no, for no reason anyway. And, and that's... You don't know who you're talking to. It's, you're talking about that's people. That's the real truth of when it. When I was yeah. young, they had to do a lot more mm -hmm. to be perverts, to be to, to be... to put themselves in the situations where they can infiltrate. Now, they put up a different picture. They, they say, oh, I'm, I'm 28. I, I was talking to a young lady who found her son was talking to a young lady on um, Twitter, but she found his, she, she was on his Twitter going through his stuff and she went back two or three years and the young lady that, she, that her son was talking to was a man. Damn. Because he Catfish. didn't know, how he didn't Damn. delete the, the media that he had posted and you know that had threads and he was a man and he had wound up changing his whole shit and was talking to younger people as a young woman. On uh, the internet. I mean, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah. You don't know who you're talking to anymore, and you don't know their motives. And it's very yeah. dangerous social media now. I, yeah. I agree. I agree. And, and some, you know, not to stay on this to belabor this point, but these are the conversations we've had with women we know. Yes. Um, black women we know, and they've said this shit like on this show. So it's you know it's a little different, but I, I understand what you're saying, and I don't even want to stay here, sisters. I love you. 
I don't want this to come off uh, any other way other right. than that. I'm riding my actions. I'm literally riding every day. I'm literally doing shit in the community. Like, I'm, this, this ain't that. This ain't that. And it's also important to realize that we all need room to grow. Yep. We, we, we find ourselves condemning people for, like I said, for having one thing. Like, yo, two, three years ago, I was make like I said, I felt that way. And, and over time, you learn and you have these conversations. That's why these podcasts are so dope, because you learning as you go through it. And the people talk and learn. You have conversations with other people. Like, say, I might have a conversation with you or you and you, and I get your perspective, and I get to incorporate it. And then tomorrow, I'm different. Even yeah, ever I so slightly. a little bit from watching you on Horrible Decisions with Hope. That was one thing. That was one thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, and Hope Giselle, uh, Hope Disguised, is a trans black woman, and we've been having great conversations um, about, you know, just them and the way they're viewed in black uh, the black community. So it was pretty cool. It was a good conversation at, at the live. You know, it was a good conversation. It's a conversation that needed to be had. It went. It got. It got a little hot. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because and it gets hot because we all have our own perspective and. We get to a point where everybody believes their perspective needs to be heard. That's a, that's what an argument is. Well, it's not even so much they feel they need to be heard; is that they want to be heard. They want, they have opinions, and right. no one's giving them the platform. And I think that's what's so great about podcasting and being able to broaden your consciousness and your perspectives because you can listen to someone in the privacy of your home or in your car, and no one's judging you. Seeing like, oh, you're watching this on television. What the fuck? watching that for you know so you can mm -hmm. you have the ability to grow in your own personal time mm. that's a, such a great point that's a good hell point. yeah and Tyra how you feel about this conversation we had no, so unless she's sitting there like look I'm from Australia I had nothing to do with slavery <laughs> leave me out of this shit I'm not with Trump like I'm, I'm from Australia damn it yeah. I wasn't here yeah. I, was <laughs> yeah. hey, I gotta say though I um I took myself to the movies last night solo to see Harriet oh wow oh. now wow. I got into a lot of shit about that movie I loved it I yeah. thought it was great I don't watch slave movies. I'm anti-slave movies. I didn't watch Roots. I didn't watch 12 Years a Slave. Why? I didn't watch... Because they always depict us as some, some fuck niggas. Like, they, they depict us as so weak and, and so more, so uh, docile that it's just... It, 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 I can't do it. But he made me watch Django, which is a Quentin Tarantino movie, a little bit different. And, I didn't like and, that and one. And I liked it I because... I You loved it. Now, I didn't love it like it was the best movie, but I liked it because it was the black people fighting back during slavery. And then I watched the uh, Nat Turner movie. Um, what was that called? You might know. I Whatever that was called. Forgot. And I watched that only because... No, that was for you. Birth of a Nation. Um, I watched that one because I know who Nat Turner is. Nat Turner, right. Denmark Vesey. I'm a historian. Of, I'm a, I used to want to be a black history teacher. So I'm like, I'm well-versed. So I wanted to see that because I knew Nat Turner was a freedom fighter. So I did watch that one. So when Harriet came out, I, I know who Moses is. You know, who, you know they call her. So I knew nothing. Okay, I knew really. I knew. And so, most so, of it. so since moving to the states, so my mum's from Atlanta. So we've been going back and forth. She's from Atlanta. She's from Stone Mountain. She went to Tucker High. Wow. I drove down Tucker Main Street today for my mum because she does it every time <laughs> she's back here. She makes me go the long way to get because my grandma's in Stone Mountain. So I went. Oh, I had lunch shit. with her today. So you, your roots are here in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Atlanta's my heart home, mate. Wow. Damn. I've always loved this city, and I've never been able to explain why. Damn. I'm from D.C. You're from Australia and Atlanta. Yeah. You That's made me just feel no, like, I, what I, the fuck? It's, it's part of me, and I, I, I can't explain it. But Can you twerk? <laughs> You're from so, 
So I told my grandma I went out dancing last weekend and she's a real southern belle and she's like, Are you doing that? She's like, <laughs> I, go, no, I go, no, nanny, I, I don't I don't dance like that. And she goes, That's not dancing, that's just old grinding. <laughs> this eighty five year old woman. That's why we love Oh it. no, no nothing wrong with that, but when you're in a bar in New York, it's not necessary. <laughs> but anyway, so when I moved over here, I had come back and forth and I knew enough about American history and I'd always enjoyed, you know, reading more about it and educating myself about it, but I didn't know a lot about Southern history. Mm -hmm. And so I came over and I decided to immerse myself. So I read The Underground Railroad, which, mm -hmm. I, yeah. Right. And then I read, um, I'm about to read The Water Dancer. Mm. And uh, what's the other book that he did? Letters to His Son, which was a long form letter to his son about racism. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Anyway. Damn, I, I, I remember that book. It's like yeah. his name's like T-E apostrophe. I can't. Oh. Letters to my son, right? Letters yeah. to my son? I think it's letters to my son. Yeah. I can't think of my own. Letter, letter, singular. Anyway, singular? so, because it, it, it's one long letter. It literally starts with, dear son. Um, and I read it pretty much straight and was floored by it and when I need to keep going. Mm -hmm. So when Harriet came out, I uh, read about her in Vanity Fair and then I listened to her with Oprah right. and went, all right, all right, I'm getting there. And I took myself to see it last night. And it's funny, I was sitting next to a um, beautiful black woman who made noises at the right times of the movie for me to understand. <laughs> <laughs> that they're like, like going, mm-hmm, and oh yeah. And I was going, okay, so now I'm glad I sat next to you because I'm knowing things I didn't know if I was sitting here purely by myself. Right. And I was in tears wow. throughout all of it. Because for a white Australian woman who has not grown up with any racism of any kind, there are hardly any black people, African-Americans. There's a lot of Indians. There are African-Americans, but there's hardly any. And I've never had to live with it. I've, I've never been really directly exposed to it. And now that I'm here... For me to watch a movie and feel so deeply how horrific that was, I was like, I can't even begin to comprehend that people did this and what it now for means today only, what, two generations later. So I literally watched it with green eyes, fresh eyes. And it was, I mean, I'm like feeling flushed now just talking about it. And that's why yeah. I liked it. Because for me, it just completely expanded my perspective. And that's uh, the feeling I get. And I run from that feeling a lot. So that's why I don't want to watch the movies. Mm -hmm. Because they'll tell us that's all our, that's our entire history. Mm -hmm. Like, we were, we were born slaves, and then we got free. Like, nah, we were so much more before you kidnapped us and put us in bondage. And that's why those movies bother me so much. But um, I did love Harriet, because I thought that Harriet humanized the quote-unquote slaves. And um, it showed that, you know, like, with the gospel music. They're singing oh Wade gosh, in the Water, shivers. which meant, you know, the master's coming. That was a cold word. So all these gospel songs weren't really about what people thought they were. They were all secret messages. Like, if you got to leave, you're like, you know, they sing the, you know, I got to go, you know, Jesus is coming. That's like, that meant, you know, maybe the slave master's getting too close or something. And that shit was just deep to me. And it was a slave movie where the slaves were smarter than all the masters. Like, we created this complex system of gospel music, which is really our way of, of communicating in front of master. And is that it's like, oh, like, how ingenious is that? We made these songs, and everybody knows what they mean. So let's say, like, 
you, you're a slave on a plantation and your daughter's about to get free. And she can't come up and say, about to run. But she can say, you know, wait in the water. And then you go, oh shit, wait in the water? Yeah. And that means like, uh, yeah, I'm leaving. You'll never see me again. But I'm, uh, then you go, well, wait. And she see you smile because she's free. And then she go, and y'all had that moment. But without that gospel song, she just disappeared one day. Or you saw her running like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? The form of communication. Young. It was incredible. Have you? I haven't seen the movie because there have been mixed reviews um, about the end where they said that. It was a white savior. They, they lied. It was a white the savior. They lied. Uh. They lied. There was a, um, a black bounty hunter who had two lines the whole movie. And everybody made him out to be the antagonist of the movie. It's the black bad guy bounty hunter against Harriet Tubman. Bullshit, lies, that wasn't it. There was a black bounty hunter, as there was back in those days. And he was a bad motherfucker. And he carried on a slave master. It was like, we, they got together like the 10 best bounty hunters in that area, and one of them was black. And he's like, I'll give you $200 to split up. He said, give me 150. Let them crackers get the other 50. And it was like, fuck you, nigga. Like, what the, boy, you almost a slave. And he was like, Give me the money. So it was like, even though he was the bad guy, he was fighting against oppression. He was like standing up to the slave masters, like, well, fuck you, then. I, I go smoke a blunt. Like, what you want to do? Okay, he gets all the money then. He damn right I get all the money. And um, <laughs> that, that was his only line. Like, right. like damn right. And then right. He ain't no more lines. But um, Harriet had, had shot at him and kind of like, almost killed him. And he was like, shit. And then she ran out of bullets. He was like, I should fucking kill you. But the slave master said, don't kill her. I want to be the one to kill her. And so he killed the black man, the bounty hunter. Sorry to anyone that hasn't yet seen the movie. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Well, we gave y'all oh, yeah. yeah, a week. We, we, what we, we do, we, we, we give yeah. you one week. Absolutely. Absolutely. I went to um, see it as I'm well. Like, so, damn, yeah. that's what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn, my bad. Oh, my shit, my bad. Well, I won't say no more. I won't say no more. I won't say. Gotcha. No, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. So I, I'll just say that. There was no white savior. There was a very selfish motive. He was not trying to save anybody. It's very powerful. It's a defining movie. Who I call the fake woke, I call them the folk, the fake pro-black motherfuckers. I be like, they always got some shit to say. They don't know what the fuck going on. Everybody that saw the movie was like, that zone was great. Everybody that was the pro-black, uh, that didn't see it, they had some shit to say. You know, um, you mentioned that you don't like showing, seeing those type of movies. Um, and you pick and choose which ones you go to see. And I just like, you know, I'm on my podcast, one of my best friends since I was 13, um, he said, yo, you so you say you, you're so smart. And I do. I think I'm pretty smart, right? And he was like, but you don't read. And he said, most times the ignorance that people display towards things come because they, they, they haven't done the work. They're not well read. They haven't delved into the, the beginning to the middle to the, they just have their own conclusion at the end that they just formed out of whatever like people do variable done the, so and that's right so what i choose 5%, to do, i do the have, knowledge i always do the knowledge but you haven't watched so and i'm not i don't know if you're right or wrong in this but you haven't watched roots and you haven't watched these other things and i think it's just power and information and um i don't think separating yourself from that and then saying okay i'll watch the matrix or i'll watch uh Whatever, or, you know, any, any Spider-Man or whatever is actually doing anything for you. If you say, you know what, I'm not going to watch Roots because of that. I think you should educate yourself. 
on them type of things. The more you take in, the greater you can expand. So if, whether that's through <laughs> audio. No, no, no. I, mate. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's, go. all, it's, it's not about reading. It's not, I know, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear it? <laughs> Did you know what's going on? <laughs> I know what's going on, mate. I was born yesterday. Said, I'm, I'm shopping on I both sides. Yeah, I get I'm it. like, yeah, that's good. And I said, wait, the more you take in. <laughs> the more you expand. <laughs> wait a minute. This, guy, this guy's living in the gutter. <laughs> No, we're all living in the gutter. That's like right. That's where I, 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 res, I reside in. Yeah, we're, but, but we're all there. I, I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying. But like, but like, but like with me, I'm, I'm just like, I, like, I just don't like slave movies, and it's not a whole lot that I'm gonna learn. Um, now, the overall theme of Roots, I do know because it's Alice Haley. Alice Haley's teacher, his sister-in-law, taught me in high school, so I know the theme of it. I just didn't want to see slave imagery where people weren't fighting back. And that was it. You think that that's not the truth? I think, I think no, it's there, there, were, there were slaves that, didn't, that they were obviously... Harriet Tubman said, they said, no, I freed 1,000 slaves. I could have freed 10,000 more if they knew they were slaves. So I know it was people that weren't leaving. I know bosses, we sick. Master, we sick. What, what, what uh, Malcolm said, um, the, the, the house nigga and the field nigga. The house nigga, the master says, oh, I'm sick today. And then the house nigga go, boss, we sick today? So I get it, you know what I'm saying? I, I get it, I get it. And I do, like I said, I'm a 5%, are you familiar? So I do the knowledge, you know what I'm saying? I, and I know inf information is infinite, 360 degrees. There's a level of pain associated with watching those movies too. Um, and I, I have started to avoid them just because um, I don't wanna feel that anger all the time. I don't wanna feel outrage all the time, you know. Um, there's enough going on in our reality today, right now, that pisses me off greatly. That it's not, it's not that I don't think there's something good in those movies, it's just that that, that pain, that angst, is something that I don't find entertaining. I would say this, yeah. I would say this to, to two things. For one, you learn from pain. Pain yeah. is one of the biggest teachers that you will ever find. That's real. Okay, I, let me finish that. Um, pleasure is something that doesn't teach you very much. Getting something right, I mean, you learn more from burning yourself. You learn more from going through some shit than you do from getting it the right the first time, right? That's one. Facts. Well, pleasure is fleeting. Pain stays with you. Pain stays with you, right. Oh. So it, that's, that's what I meant by that. And two, um, as far as you not wanting to... I think knowing the history of what we've gone through as a people can help teach you why we do things now. Because the cycle is, has been continuously going and it's snowballing and it comes from somewhere. The reason why the black men let leave the house or went through that, that comes from somewhere. Mm -hmm. The reason why we hate on each other in our communities, that comes from somewhere. All of these things come from doing it over and over again from somewhere where it was made to be that way. Right. And so you need to have that. So if you know it, if you know it, and you said you're a 5%, so you do, you, you get it. You've yeah, done the math. Yeah, you've done yeah. the knowledge. Yeah. And, and what, what I would jump in is with, you're right. I can't dispute what you're saying. But don't mistake that I didn't watch two movies with, I didn't read 80 books. Right. That's I do I mean. read That's books. Exactly. I read exactly. books daily. My man Sweet just got on me because he was like, you know, 100 books you read this year. And this year, my number's down. And he was like, you should have read 40 books by now. And I was just like, yeah, I guess. 
too busy talking to Aussies in cars. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I was bullshitting this year, but like I'm an avid reader. Like I'm not like a sometime reader or they get I don't read I read get uh self help books and history books. I don't read fictional novels, I don't read comic books, I read books on history and I read books on about empowering yourself. So I didn't watch the slave movie, but I read all the fucking books. You know what I'm saying? I did the knowledge. I know the history. Right. So it, not watching two movies doesn't doesn't paint a. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I agree like, with you. My name now is Tariq Numan. I named myself. I legally changed my name. I know who I am. I know who we are. I, I did the knowledge. I'm 43. Like I, I I ain't a young nigga. Like I did this shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just didn't want to see the movie. You know what I'm saying? It's just straight like that. Like fuck that movie. This is probably the longest preamble in history of an intro to the first topic. <laughs> we we got to go to the 18th topic now. No, we haven't even started. We got to go to the 18th topic. Wow. So topic yeah. 18. Yeah. That's that's the Tahoe. Topic effect, 18. Tahoe <laughs> did that shit. But you know what? This is real. These are the conversations I'm going to be having on mine. Just real, open, whatever the topic leads. That's the important thing. Oh, exactly, yeah. exactly. You forget you're talking. Fuck these topics. I like this conversation yeah. we're having right now. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say... Um, rest in peace to Alexis Crawford. Yes. The young Clark Atlanta University student that is said to have been killed by her boyfriend and her roommate. No, her, her roommate, roommate and her boy and and her her boyfriend. roommate and his and her boyfriend. Correct. Right. Correct. Okay, thank you for correcting me. Our, our panel was lit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, thank you for correcting me. Um, we don't know all the details, right? Uh, I. I found it's still a sketchy. Bit. Oh wait! Yeah. What, 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 what did you find? Yeah. So I think um, he suffocated her. Wow. We don't really know why. Well, she made a report against him a day or two before for unwanted sexual contact, assault, and yeah. I believe she was sent to hospital to do a rape kit. And they took Whoa. the bedding from her room. So obviously there was something there, and then a couple wow. of days later. It's just horrible that she was, uh, I think, was she 21? Yep. Year old Clark Atlanta student. Mm -hmm. you, you send your kids away. You get them out of their hoods. You, you, you prepare them for this world that's, you know, it's the, it's the new promised land. You go to college, yeah. everything's going to be okay. You get out of mm -hmm. here, everything's going to be okay. And you're in the comfort of your own home. Your life has just begun. Right. And it's chopped down. And then that's another thing. Being a black man, to me, remember when we were talking about oppression and we were talking about who has it worse? Yeah. We're supposed to be protecting them, bro. Right. That's We right. are. We're supposed to be nah, protecting them, bro. You, you know, 100% right. I, I have right. a friend that I'm not going to go over so far into that was accused of doing something to a female. And, uh, you know, they were, like, trying to help him get bail. And I'm like... I'm not helping them get bail, bro, because we're supposed to be protecting them. Right. Like, the, if the, the facts are the facts and what we know is the facts, then he got to do what he got to do because I'm not helping that. I'm out here to, to, to help the women, the children, educate my brothers and people that's trying to get to somewhere positive. And, and at some point, you got to cut the cancer, bro. If you was out here doing that, that's you are, you're real. one of those... You one of those that would do that to a woman? Absolutely. Like cancer, man. That's Absolutely. It. Facts. Facts. Like, our job is to protect the women and the children. That's our job. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
raise our sons and, and raise our sons and yeah. daughters. Literally, why we and and, and, and and give our brothers a, a a pull up if they need it. But um, pause. But it's like. <laughs> it keeps happening. I'm just saying. It, just, I'm just it, saying. it happens a lot on this show. It, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, like that. I'm with you, though. Like, I, I, I am my brother's keeper. You know what I'm saying? Me and JB met in 1986. That's my brother. He'll tell you, ain't a fucking thing I want to do for him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's not just him. That's you know Jeremy. That like, like I get it. And they'll, and you know, like donating to charity, doing after school programs. Like, I did that. I know it. I did it. I understand the value in it, and um, I ain't riding with that though. It flies in the I face of like, all like, that. I, I I I love Bill Cosby. I love his contribution to this to Black America. I recognize it. What he did doesn't erase that. I ain't rocking with that. I'm not rocking with what he did. It's a lot of things, man. And we come up, we come across, and we've normalized. Um, I used to hustle. To stand on the corner all day, all night, whatever. And there was a dude that stood around me, maybe across the street, and uh, he would, he was 40 something, and he would talk, he would wait for the, the high school girls to walk by, and he would take them home and offer them uh, clothes, and he kept weed in his house, and he kept liquor in his house. And when he got there, he had a whole process, and he would brag about it. You know, he'd get them in the house and he'd off, he'd, you know, I want to give you some clothes that I got that, you know, I can't use. And he'd get them in the bathroom. He had a camera in his bathroom. Then he'd roll up, but he never, he didn't smoke. So he had all of these things. And then the next thing you know, they're high and they're drunk and he'd take advantage of them and he had pictures and shit. And he would brag about it. And I promise you, like, I didn't realize. I know this sounds crazy because I'm admitting some fucked up shit, but I didn't realize that I, we just let him stand there. Why did we let him stand there? Yeah. Right. Why did we allow him yeah. to keep doing that? Why? Because you had your own stuff. You got to set. You know. That's what it was. Yeah. I'm worried I mean, about selling drugs. <laughs> I ain't thinking yeah. about what he's doing. You're doing your own hustle. Yeah. That's his hustle, which is not a good one. But everyone is just trying to take care of themselves. But he wasn't doing that. That was pleasuring himself. He was literally raping little girls, right? And I, we, what we were supposed yeah. to, why don't we call that out? Why did, when the R. Kelly tape dropped 20 years ago, 15 years ago, with him pissing on that little girl, it wasn't no real outrage. It was, but it wasn't. He made several See, more albums. Yeah, then it was outrage for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 I boycotted R. Kelly. We yeah. had a whole discussion. When we first started this show, it was an internet radio show, and that was in 2012. I banned, we played an hour of music. So we would do two hours of talking and an hour of music. And I banned R. Kelly from, we did, we used to do the top five songs, whatever, and you could vote on it. Top five summer songs, top five New Year's songs, top five fucking songs, top five breakup songs. And when he got the top five fucking songs, when people voted, you know, they put R. R. Kelly, Kelly in, it. in there. And I was like, no. Yeah. I'll give a fuck how many votes to get. I'm not playing that book. Fuck R. Kelly. And everybody got, you know, the fans, not the fans, but the supporters we got mad at me like, no, we voted for R. Kelly. I'm like, I'm not playing that shit on the show. And me and JB had a long talk about separating the artists from the music. But my stance was like, fuck R. Kelly. I'm not playing that shit on my platform. I don't fuck with him. And the thing is about that. This was seven years ago. Which is so great about social media. One of the great things about social media is people who don't normally get schooled or people don't normally see the problem in things have that information put in their face now way more. And now it's almost embarrassing if you partake in it. 
So you're yeah. learning from that. Like, oh, I didn't know I shouldn't, you know. Right. Uh, oh, right. Oh, oh, right. Hey, you, you're forced you know to make now a decision. Now you're forced. Yeah. Right. You're forced to make a decision about what's going on and the information is in, in front of you. You know, um, instead of having to go find it, exactly, exactly, or make up your own mind about it, like he, like y'all did back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 you know what what you have to conclude is, um, great men do great things, but they're not always good things. You know, they. I mean, what R. Kelly did musically was incredible, and the evil that he committed is also. Incredible, incredible, right. like right. incredible. He's like the Lex Luthor of sec of sexual predators. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not kidding. Like it was awful. Like he had set up a, I mean, it's like crazily fucked up shit. But you have to yeah. look at both sides of the man, you know. And I mean, I'm not really rocking with R. Kelly at this point because the pain, like the the anger, just got to be too much for me. I can recognize the excellence of his music, I just can't listen to it personally so at the, this point. The, the reason I brought that up is because we need to start holding our brothers accountable. Absolutely. People we sitting in rooms and in cars and in the club, when we see it, we need to say it, we need to address it, we need to, to demonize it, we need to, to get them out of there. Because what Homeboy did, I'm sure he displayed um, signs patterns, of that prior, and he was, it, people was, was scared to say something. You know, he might have bragged about it. They might have championed it. Oh, you did that? Damn, that's crazy. No, man, we got to erase that from our society, especially us. We, we need to become tighter with what we allow, what we think is cool, what we celebrate. Because that shit that he did is just so fucked up, man. He stole that, that Alexis Crawford from her family and from her future. And I yes. just, it's just so sad to me that, that we allowed that to happen. Even though it wasn't us. Our culture allows that to happen. We need to start saying shit, and especially us black men. We need to school our other black men to what's cool and what's not. And and that's what we try to do on a pod and kick back. And I know you do that on So Sameless. I be listening. Tara, jump in to the awkward conversation. No, I just... Sorry, I, I didn't mean to make it like no, that. No, mate, not awkward at all. And this is why I love hearing all of your different perspectives. Um, it's I love the idea of what you're saying around bringing it back to your own community and teaching as opposed to trying to cut down kind of thing. And I think it'd be interesting moving forward. There's been, you know, the whole Me Too movement from women against men. But what about men against men or men lifting men? You know, we're yeah. doing our bit. It's so funny. Um, I had a guy on my show the other day and I hated his opinion because he said something like, yeah, there's a black girls rock. You don't hear nobody saying black guys rock. And I was like, do you realize that they fought for that? They started small. Nobody helped them. They got, they gathered their own community and they did that themselves. And we can do that. We have to be more about us if we want other people to respect us. Nobody wants to help somebody that's not helping themselves. We have to be more about us. School each other. Do things where we see where we're going wrong, acknowledge it, address it, build it, show a new pattern that's that's functional. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Still sharp and, and still. And, and still, right, still sharp and still. And we don't do that. Everybody's worried for themselves. And we got that from slavery, my nigga. And see, when you say that, you, 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 ah, that's why they think we the fucking white men of our race. Because 
you the, the guess you had. That's why they be like black men are the white people of the black race because he gonna say, well, you know black, you know black. He all eyes mad at this shit. He did. He said he all eyes mad. He did. He said that's why. You know, well, I'm gonna shut the fuck up, ladies. Y'all right? Fuck you, Cause it's that ignorance that yeah. that's why they be mad at us. And I missed it's the because of that reason. And as much as I'm talking about saying something, I didn't check him. I had other personal issues during the show that stopped me from checking him. But it was bothering me so much that I was just sitting across from him. You know what, mate? He's going to be listening to this episode. Oh, I'm sure. So he's I'm you're sure calling he's him out it. now. Like, oh, the whole internet went off, and it, 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 it was <laughs> well, incredible. Yes, it was definitely an alliance. Everybody was on the same side. Right. I Lucky missed a moment. Nigga. I supposed to do. But it. You know what? That maybe <laughs> yeah. for, for that individual, that his views were so bad that the only way for his views to be changed was to say it so publicly and be cut down publicly. Because little conversations personally, but, but the public did. And you're saying it now. You know, his friends in private might be going, nah, mate, that's not okay. Don't say it. And he's going, whatever, whatever. I'm still going to say what I want to say. And then he says it on yours, and then everyone cuts him down, and that's fine when he's like, oh, shit, okay. I feel you, though. Cause when we don't, when we let shit slide sometimes, he kind of go like, because yeah. you can't get that moment back. You yeah. just like, I should have well, said something. Like, I've done it to so many other people, and now I got a black man in the room, and I'm talking about us educating each other, right? And so I get what you're saying, but that was my moment to be about what I'm talking about, and I didn't do it. Like I said, I had other issues as to why I didn't, but I suppose I was supposed to. It's my charge to step up for the people around us, the people who I'm speaking for, the people who I represent. And I let them down. It's just been really bothering me. But you will next time. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's why it's a process. Whatever other personal issues I have, we just gonna have to. just gonna have to get worse. Because I'm dealing with it. Fuck out of that honesty, though, Tahoe. That's I respect the fuck out of that. It is what it is. I mean, it's an obligation that we have doing what we do. You know what I'm saying? To be true to ourselves. So I respect your saying that, brother. Hell yeah. Y'all getting biblical? I'm about to skip around. We gonna have some fun. Oh, this something good. Whitney Houston's. Best friend, right. Robin Crawford, who JB dated in elementary school. JB's dated everybody. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, he, he dated her in elementary school. She's doing a tell all book. That is not true, Jackers. She's not talking true. about their lesbian relationship. She said lo- I, they never used the word lesbian. I think it was just lover. Okay, lover Companion. relationship. I don't want to use the wrong word. Don't come for me. Me too, y'all. It's, it's me too. Yeah, they had a romantic relationship very early in their decades-long relationship. Yeah, and we yeah. knew that um, from watching... Did y'all watch the Bobby Brown movie? But yeah. a new edition movie on BET mm-hmm. and the Bobby Brown movie? Once I seen them, the rumors were already out. Mm-hmm. Once I saw the movie, and I'm like, oh, Bobby put that shit all the way out there. So I knew it. Right. Um, It's not... It wasn't a shock to me. It was a shock she writing a book. So do you know why that physical part of their relationship ended? According to the move Bobby movie, because one day, uh, well, I'm sure they had to, you know, mince, you know, the, the entire thing into one night. But uh, it, it showed a pattern of her overstepping and Bobby being like, young, like, that's my woman. You, you need to get the fuck. And her being like, no, I don't. And then him being like, Whitney, if you don't tell her, and then Whitney being like, nah, I'm with Bobby. You need to get the fuck. And then it, it feels like from the movie, she chose Bobby in front of her. So no. what I read was totally different. Oh, so well, they, tell me the so, truth. So, well, and again, this is from New York Times. So, you know, everyone's got their own opinions. But um, 
apparently when they first met at 19, they immediately became together, lovers, whatever, physical. And I think they were only like that for a year or so. And then Whitney signed with the record deal and she went back to, I can't remember this other woman's name. Robin. 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 Mm -hmm. And said to her, this can't continue because right. they will not allow this. It's not good for me. And gave her like a blue Bible or something and said yeah. like, yeah. this is not it. So the physical side stopped, but then sh they stayed close companions. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I read as well. So, it, so I thought that was really interesting and worth right. talking about in that it was purely driven or well, from what I could tell from a marketing branding identity perspective, right. as opposed to uh, I'm no longer interested in you. Blah, blah, blah. And bear in mind that this happened in the early 80s as well. So, you know, open relationships ago. and open sexuality then definitely wasn't what it is now, you know. So uh, Whitney's uh, career concerns struck me as legitimate when I read that because that's probably what would have happened. If if so, uh, if something like that got leaked out, well, it would have overshadowed her talent. Exactly right. Exactly right. So it, I found it interesting that that decision was made. I also found it interesting that Robin rocked with it. Like she, like she was. I, I, I'm not going to say she was good with it, but they continued to have a friendship, a relationship for another. 20 odd years you know? a close one mm -hmm. well and i wonder if that's because the physical side of it didn't last that long so that wasn't the the core of the relationship which then made me wonder why she's writing a book now and she's including that, that part story. when she apparently promised to whitney that she was never going to say anything it was their secret it was not a thing but now she's saying it and it wasn't a big, you know what I mean? Right. Who was behind the Whitney Houston story and the Bobby Brown stories? Do we know? Well, the Bobby Brown story was Bobby. So who was behind the Whitney one? Whitney story. That has to. And the has reason to be I'm saying thing. that is because if you're that close to them, and you're being depicted in this way, and Whitney's your girl before all of that, and you're being like that's your that's your dog before all of that, and then you're being depicted and she's being depicted in all of that, maybe. She felt the need to tell her side, tell her side, or even defend her girl. We don't know what's in it. That's you're an right. Interesting you're point. right. You're right. Really uh, interesting I, I agree point. with that because we know Bob. It's obvious Bobby didn't like her from his story. I mean, it's not a guesswork. He ain't like her. He painted her in a certain way, so I can see her being like, "I don't make. I need to tell my story. Don't don't paint this picture of me." Mm -hmm. So I get that. I get that. Whitney was. I, I'm not going to read it, but I'm definitely going to ask somebody who read it to tell me about it. <laughs> I don't have a lot of interest in reading. There'll be shit. a podcast somewhere about it. <laughs> right, right. Somebody going to tell me. Right. I'm like Nicole. Tell me what happened. <laughs> Did she sleep again? <laughs> she just put her hair over her face and went to sleep. Is that what she just did? Oh, okay. All right. Cool. 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 Um, let's see what's going on here. All right, uh, Instagram. We talked about this off camera. Are removing the lights? Yeah. Or the option to see how many likes a person has. Um, I, when are they rolling that out in the U.S.? They, they said that it, it will be as early as next week. Oh. Like, soon. Um, I think that um, it's going to fuck up a lot of Fashion Nova models' money. A lot of Instagram models money because I know a lot of them get their 
you know, they can set their price based on their likes and mm -hmm. followers. Um, I'm still going to know that, you know, it was funny on Instagram, if you had, I think it was up to nine likes, it would, it would be like, it was so like, one, it two, would three, take five, seven, the, yeah. nine. And when you get a 10, you get like a, a blank junk. And I'll be like, yeah, man, 10, bitch. <laughs> I got the whole, just, it's just one number now. It doesn't say all the names anymore. And then, um, I, um, but I'm still going to know that I only got 20 likes on my post. I'm going to know it. I don't know what that changes. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that doesn't really affect me. I'm still be like, yeah, still 20. Everybody else don't know it was only 20. I don't know what mm. the fuck. But as I was saying, for um, from the Australian perspective, from what I've been told, is that people are just liking less. So your numbers, nobody can see them, but in general, people are liking less and engaging less because it's what's the point? Um, I'm wondering. If we take a note from what happened in the record industry, right? Now, on Instagram, these fashion over companies and these branding companies and marketing companies look at your analytics and they say, okay, this is how much you're getting, this is how much you're worth to these to, to these brands. I'm wondering if this now becomes a streaming type of situation where they realize now because of streaming, you don't get as much album sales mm -hmm. but we see the worth of you wearing our stuff so they start they start judging you and marketing you differently uh and you know than than likes maybe your comments or maybe how many people respond to a code to to a code um 40% so engage Tara. engagement. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like maybe they start doing it like that. How many how many people can you actually get to buy this? Mm -hmm. Right? So in that fa in that fashion, I don't think that it would hurt real influencers. People okay. that know okay. how to market, right? It just okay. makes you have to do the job rather than putting your ass in some tights. Like you actually have to market and make people buy this fucking brand. It might work, it might not, but do you think that's the reason they're really doing it? For what you're saying? Because they're saying no, I think they're people's self-esteem and it's hurting people in society. While they're doing it, are, are these corporations jumping into this with Instagram to have a better way to uh, to siphon the money, to say, we're not going to give you this much because of this, this, this. Is this a money-saving tactic or is this really to help people? I think it's for Instagram to make you, force you to do sponsored posts to get your reach out there and get more attention. Yeah. Another way for them it's to make a money, money grab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do I that. Think it's, I think it's a money grab. Totally. Yeah. That's, I never thought about that. Me neither. Me I neither. Never thought about that. You think that that because that's Facebook is a business above all else, and it's just crazy. Facebook owns Instagram. Right. And yo, if you don't sponsor it, if you don't pay to sponsor your post, you will not get. People won't see your thing. Yep. They won't see it unless you're. It's going viral already under whatever algorithm that they put out there mm -hmm. if it's go all right all right he's gotten 300 likes in the last two minutes yeah we'll show it to another 20 percent. that's exactly and then right. all right he got a 610 all right we got to show it to a thousand you know it's yeah. like all right yeah. fuck it but they're not just gonna once you post it show it to everybody in your timeline and then after a while they notice that you're getting 20,000 likes okay we're gonna Pull it back on this motherfucker because he needs to pay for for sponsorship. Is that what happened? Well, I swear that's well, what happened so to us. I swear that's what happened to us. Um, I, not to cut you off, but I, I just I know that that's what happened to us. Go ahead. I was gonna say the, when you first put up a post, 
depending on how popular it is in the first couple of hours is whether or not they keep it at the top of someone's feed. So if we put up a dodgy, boring, whatever post and no one really likes it. A what? So dodgy, which is, so you got D-O-D-G-Y. Now worked out this is an Australian word to use. (laughs) So dodgy is when it's like no good, bit off, like it's, you're dodgy. dodgy. Like you're, you're a bit dodgy. (laughs) <laughs> no, really? <laughs> really? No, I'm kidding, mate. I'm kidding, mate. But it's a, it's a nice, like, it's a nicer word to use than saying, like, shithouse or something, you know. Anyway. I'm going to start using that shit, too. Dodgy ass nigga. It's, yeah. I'll be like, I'm going through a dodgy part of town. Dodgy ass. So what I'm saying is that um, if it's not a good post and they know that no one's engaging with it, then they just automatically pull it off the feed. This is what I believe. And I think by taking off the likes, they've worked out that engagement and comments generates more income from a sponsorship perspective than a like does because likes are empty love. Or else an engagement, a comment, like that's actually real commitment to look at the image or the content, form a response, take the time to submit it. And so they've gone, well, we're not making any money from likes, but we can make money from comments. I figured comments would go up. That's my thinking. I don't know to be be true. But if you take away the likes, comments will go up. So is it a whole facade, the whole thing about self-esteem and everything else? Is it Isn't everything they do a bit of a facade? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And Facebook is not a, they are not an ethical company. Like, let's just put it that way. Yeah, shout out to, uh, what's, what's the name, the squad, mm-hmm. the, the, the four women of mm-hmm. color mm-hmm. in Congress. Yep. They told Mark Zuckerberg, ass open. Right. They, they anally raped that nigga. <laughs> Did you see that shit? Nah, they, um... The squad is four women of color. Um, Those are the ones Trump told to go back to where they came. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah. right. And they um, had a hearing with, uh, well, Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, had a hearing um, in the four members of Congress that are the squad, the four women of color. They took exception, umbrage with, with um, Mark Wahlberg. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. I do well, like Mark Wahlberg, though. We can talk about him for a bit if you want. Right. 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 It was one of them, Bamas. Mark, I don't know. Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> um, and they tore, him, they tore his ass over. It was like, so why are you doing this? And why did Facebook do that? And then what happened with Russia and Hillary? And what happened with this? And he was like, I, 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 I. He's I, just a I, robot. I, he can't, he can, he's, he's yeah. just. He's he's nowhere near as cool as Tom from MySpace. He's just like Does he still exist? He's dodgy. I wanna know where Tom and is his profile photo still the same? The creepy guy looking over his shoulder at a whiteboard or something? Like, come on. He was the first guy on Facebook. That's real dodgy. (laughs) See? 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 Come join Facebook. I mean (laughs) I love it. All right, let's let's uh, let's move along. I know you guys got, got many things to do. Our Donald Trump Shut Up Stupid Award. We get this award out every week. It used to be called the Kanye West Shut Up Stupid Award. Um, now we call it the Donald Trump Shut Up Stupid For Award. For obvious reasons. And it's whenever somebody says some stupid shit this week, we give them the Donald Trump Shut Up Stupid Award. Guess who wins it this week? Anybody want to guess who wins the Donald Trump Shut Up Stupid Award? Kanye. Come on. We're going to talk about T.I. We're going to talk about him. But Donald Trump won it. Yeah. He won his own award. Yeah, he tends it's to amazing. do that. It's amazing. He tends to do that. <laughs> he is doing, you know about this? Nah, you know he was here this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he ain't coming to see So Shameless yeah. live. But he came, right he came in for another reason. Yeah. You know that, right? He just wanted to shut down the interstate. That's the only reason. He came here to do the MAGA challenge, which is if you do a freestyle rap, 
supporting his campaign, you can win the opportunity to perform at his inauguration. Mate, that's not why he came. And it's for black people. It's <laughs> awful. That, 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 you said that's not why he came? No, he came to launch a political campaign to try and get the black vote. But that's his, that, that, that's that's his tool, yeah. though. He, he didn't okay. stand up at his conference in Buckhead and go, hey, guys, let's do a rap contest. Okay, he came here to uh, uh, solicit the black vote. I'm confused. One of his things he's doing to solicit the black vote is offering a freestyle contest. I'm confused. Literally. So I'm confused because isn't Georgia a red state? Yeah. Yes, he's he coming to Atlanta. He, coming to, he, he was in Banky. He was at Bowen Homes. Yeah, but it's, it's a red state. Atlanta is literally a, a nothing when yeah, it comes but, to yeah, the but, but, vote. But, but, right? Guys aren't into him. For, for, for the record, for the record, last he's year. He's already got the state. For the record, when we voted for Congress money, and Senate last year, we voted for Congress and Senate last year. This was the most balanced Georgia yep. has ever been yep. like, in their history. Okay. So it was like 51-49. So they're losing Georgia, and he feels it. Georgia's turning he into a swing it. state. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very, very quickly turning okay. into a swing. It started um, when Obama was running for president. Gradually, you started to see like I mean, we're in Sandy Springs, the North Side, where I mean, frankly, where white people live, right? right? We had Obama campaign volunteer offices in Sandy Springs and Roswell. Like it, it has been a gradual change, but it's real. George, George is turning Interesting. blue. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to upon that kickback because we have very, very small reason percentage of the reason why Georgia is swinging because. When they started calling us the black CNN, it was because we was rocking with Obama and like jumping out there and out in the in the streets and moving. So we we're a point one point one 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 percent of why <laughs> Obama won Georgia. So anyway, he came into town and then he launched this thing on Twitter called "Make America Great Again" competition or something hashtag the MAGA challenge. MAGA challenge and what you have to sing a rap and then post yourself singing it. And who was the dude that yep. started it? What's that, what's that idiot's name? I don't know who started it. I've I just been wondering from it. Uh, it was, I wouldn't it was, be surprised it was, if Kanye was, was involved. It was um, a public black commentator. He's no, He's supported Trump in the past and made songs for Trump in the past. Oh, right, right, right. And he did some weird-ass song. and yeah. never Trump heard of Trump's song. About the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Trump loved it. And yeah. that's where that's where this idea came from. Um I don't know it's black people like that. Man. I don't know who that was. I don't, I, I don't know them. Yeah, I... They don't, they, I, don't, yeah, they don't exist in my world. I, I don't know who this person is either, and I'm not interested in saying his name on my podcast. Yeah, I know he's not getting any plays out of this podcast. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, so, so my so, question is, Tahoe, when are you going in the studio <laughs> to record your MAGA challenge verse? I'm not the 16. Do it now. I, I just think the more we talk about it, this is what they want. It, it isn't really about the, the about the attention. It, you, uh, repetition mm. is the best teacher. So you keep saying it, saying it, saying it, and the next thing you know, you go. The, you, it's actually free promotion. All of this, even yeah. us talking, it's free promotion. Obviously, it's education to some, but the the effect that he wants is the free promotion. Kanye does it. Donald Trump does it. He's just an insider. He just likes doing this, and, and he knows that it, it works for him. And we are helping. So, uh, Donald Trump, shut the fuck up, stupid, and let's not give him any more free promo. How about that? Nigga? Moving on. <laughs> so, our second, uh, Don, our second Donald Trump shut up, stupid award Sorry. goes <laughs> to 
goes go, goes to one of our sisters. Mm, damn, that whole got me feeling bad, but for giving her this, giving her this award, black women gonna hate me. Tom, you did this shit. But Alicia Keys went on the internet. Look at all the ladies, uh huh, and did a rant because she took her four year old son to get his nails painted. He chose rainbow colors. They painted all his nails rainbow colors, and then it dawned on him, wait, 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 we got to take it off. They're not going to like this. People are going to talk about this. I don't want it no more. And she said, no, you wanted it, so you should keep it and fuck what people think. And there are a lot of men who get their nails painted. And she went on Instagram to say, I'm sick of y'all and all y'all judgment because now my son is afraid to have his fingernails painted rainbow because of y'all. And my response is, why the fuck are you taking your son to get his nails painted? Because they look good. No, they, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Why are you taking a four-year-old to get his nails painted multicolor? Now, I have gotten, I, 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 I've gotten a manicure. I've gotten a pedicure. I mean, like, no, no of no, course you, not. You of get, like, not. the matte You know the rock and roll dudes that do the black nail yeah. polish or something? But, like... Yeah, that's just fucking weird to me. But that's also Alicia Keys. She does. She did the whole no makeup thing a couple of years back and made a bit of a. I think that's totally different than taking your son to get painted nail polish. So do you know what's interesting? And I wonder how this will um, compare. Uh, did you hear how the J Crew, what was the creative director, about maybe six years ago now, took white woman, took her son, and got his nails painted. Okay, well, let me say this. I don't give a fuck what you do with your son. Mm. It's your son. It's not mine. Mm. If you want his nails painted, fine. If you want to take your daughter and, and invest in her hymen and, and, and check on that, <laughs> that's your daughter. It ain't my daughter. So all of that shit is your business and not my business. I don't have a, I, I'm not going to fight you on any of that. I'm not going to go, T.I., you're fucking evil. Now how could you do that? And I'm not going to go, Alicia Keys, how could you paint his nails? I'm going to go, don't get on Twitter and get mad at America because your son says, I don't think I want this no more. That's my issue with Alicia. That's your son. I don't think you should be painting his nails, but that's not none of my fucking business. But what is my business is when you get on Instagram and Twitter and last out in America because y'all are so judgmental, my son no longer wants to have rainbow nails. Okay. Then don't make him get them. What the right. fuck is the problem? I'm right. Go ahead. All right. So I, 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 I'm going to say this. I guess I'm good at being a contrarian, right? Okay. So I was in the street, and I did it not only because it was cool, but it's because what all my friends was doing. And no matter what else I might have wanted to do, it was always what is cool that determined whether I was going to do it or not. Um, should I go this way or that way? What are they going to say? What are they going to think? And that, son, that stops growth, bro. And we need to understand that we are, as my co-host would say on my show, we're not a monolith. All of us are different. All of us express ourselves differently and should be allowed to express ourselves differently. When I went to jail, I came home. I went to work at Starbucks, right? I came home and started working at Starbucks. And because I, I had a dry cleaners when I went to jail, I had a barbershop, I had a beauty salon, but I knew if I was gonna go back around my way, 
and I moved to the Bronx from Brooklyn, right? So I, I, I knew that if I was going to go back around my way, I was going to get right back into it. And I wanted to defy everything that I knew at the time. After I did that, I got a job, whatever. I started doing things that were so different from everything that I ever knew because I wasn't worried about what my friends was going to say no more. I already been working at Starbucks. These niggas used to drive to 44th Street just to order coffee. They don't even drink coffee. <laughs> And they yeah, would come up yeah. there just to laugh at me. Like, look, you got an apron on, yo. You got that stupid hat on. You and that is more, a man. hike from the Bronx. From Brooklyn to 44th Street. Right, it's a hike. They would just drive, smoke some weed, or we're going to go see Tahoe, and drive up there just to fuck with me. Because <laughs> what are they doing in Midtown? Right? Right. 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 And so it took for me to break that. And over time, I started getting these tattoos. I never was getting tattoos. I, I never thought it was cool because none of my friends was doing it. Right. And then... I started, I started, I remember when Kanye cut all the designs in his hair and shit like that. I started doing stuff like that. Cut right. all of the shit in my right. head. And guess what happened? I started training myself to be the person that is willing to not be scared about what they say on the internet. That's how I became who I am today. It wasn't who I was before when I was being everybody else. It was when I decided I can do whatever the fuck my free spirit tells me to do and I don't care who judges me because I am me. So in that case, I say I understand where she's coming from because she wants that child to be able to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Don't be scared what nobody says out here because you aren't living for them. You're living for you. And nobody can define your energy. Nobody should even be able to pocket or streamline or do anything to your energy. Whatever the fuck you want to do, as long as it's positive and it's, and it's beneficial to your spirit, do it. And don't be scared about what nobody's going to say. And so for that, I understand because it is peer pressure. And it is the public always has something. You know, people have to turn up their comments because they post something. And you got all these haters and all of this mm -hmm. shit. And, you, you know, it's like you can't be your free self in this world. And it's not just gay and, and transgender or, or lesbian or black. It's everybody is under fear of scrutiny from what everybody else is going to say. I feel you on that shit. And I agree. And that's not where I was going at with this story. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sorry. But, but, but no, but no, no. I, I feel you. Because like, like, I'm a DC nigga that rap. In DC, you do go-go. You don't rap. If you rap in DC, you a Bama. Right. And a Bama is a dodgy. So if you rap in DC, you a dodgy. So I had to go through the shame of, like, you rap, you fake-ass New York nigga. And it's like, so I had to go through that. Well, I like rapping. Fuck you. Everybody I know is a Christian. I ain't a Christian, I'm a five percenter. Oh, you don't believe in Jesus? No, I don't. Oh, fuck you. So everything I've done in my life has been the opposite. I'm polyamorous. Niggas is like, oh, you poly, you that's a girl fucker. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm different, and I embrace it. I don't give a fuck what nobody say, but that's been me my whole life. But that's been me because probably of how I was raised and the shit that I went through as a kid. But there's never been a point where that wasn't me. So I support that. What I don't support is you wanting to force. Rainbow nail polish on your son when he say he don't want it. But how do we know that he didn't originally say he did want it? I mean, we well, might not did, be getting did, the full he story. He did. He changed his mind. Um, but he changed his mind. Because it's not right. Well, they were at the shop when he changed his mind. He, he he didn't encounter anybody. They they did it. Well, according to the story, I wasn't there. You know, if it was Ashanti, I would have been there because you know, that's my boo. But anyway, I wasn't there anyway, for Alicia Keys. This that's, guy. that's Swiss Beast boo. But um. What he what she said was he asked for it, he got it, and thought about it, and was like, nah, this shit ain't gonna fly. But I, I to a degree, I respect that because I look I look at niggas like 
I don't want you wearing what, what's what's some Bama shoes like. Sketches. I don't want you wearing sketches. Like I don't give a fuck how different you want to be. I don't give a fuck how you expressing yourself. You a Bama. Don't be corny. Like it's I still subscribe to that shit. Why? I'm still I'm still on what's that. What's not corny? Huh? What's not corny to you? What kind of shoes aren't corny? I mean, well, I'll do it this way. I love Chucks. Chucks ain't the pop in the shoe. Niggas like Jordans. Mm-hmm. I wear Chucks. Now, I, I get some Chucks that I think is fucking fly as a motherfucker, but Chucks ain't popping in the streets. Right. So I'm not worried. I don't wear Jordans at all. I wore Jordans when I was But if, you're, if your days. son decides that he likes Sketches the same way you like Chucks, who are you to tell him what's I won't tell him not to wear them. But what I'll say is, if you feeling like, yeah, then... Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you feel that way. You brought that to the table. I took you to buy the shoes you wanted. You sat there and deliberated. You're deliberating. You don't have to do it. If you want to, I'll support you. I'm gonna rap with you. I'm gonna uh. But if you if you're like uh, because I think sometimes you you do gotta be like nah, dog. Like it is a, a such thing as cool. I'm sorry, I'm taking up so much of my time. But I oh no, you good. I have an 18 year old daughter. Okay, she's almost 19 in two months. And one of the hardest things for me as a parent is no matter how much I talk to her and lecture and I show her and I try to, she's, I'm still competing with the world. Mm-hmm. And that's so frustrating that she will listen to the world way before. She may have heard me, it might be in there, but her initial reaction is what the world thinks. What's cool? What's not cool? I can't do that. Whatever. And so I can imagine that being what Alicia Keys' response is. It's like, yo, I want you to be yourself, but just still worried about what the world wants. I'm trying to show you you can be this, but just still constrained. You can be as free as you want, but just still constrained by societal standards. I'm all sick of you making sense on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> I done had it with you with all this Sorry, dropping. <laughs> but isn't, Good isn't, point. isn't that kind of a rite of passage as a human? To go from doing things because everybody else is doing them to going into that gray of, oh, maybe I want to do it, maybe I don't, maybe because of them, and then coming out the other side as an adult and going, no, now I'm doing it purely for me. I mean, you're it's saying gross. your daughter's going through it. Alicia Keys' son's going through it. Did you go through it when you were Absolutely. growing up? Yeah. Absolutely. When I was in the street, it's, it's growth. We, always, we all need to find ourselves at some point. And you know when you get there, like, what's for you and what's for not. For a long time, it might take some people... Do it when they're 15, 14. Some some it might take to when they're 30-something, like me. You know what I mean? And you'll know when you find yourself, and you'll feel like your best self at that point. How old were you? um, For me, it was probably uh, 32, 32, yeah, around 32, something like that. But I went through some really traumatizing shit that got me there. So it was like, that was that. that's That's a different experience for me because... From the time I was like 13, I defined what was cool in my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like I was that person. So I defined it. So I never had to answer to nothing. Like I was the one that was I was I was the oppressor. You know what I'm saying? Like so and I can't relate to that. Um but damn. Now I feel like shit. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but this is the but, but mate, you're expanding. It's good. I, I just I just look at it. <laughs> yeah, he's a very, yeah, you're funny as shit. Bro. I'm just saying, you know, like like that that's what it was. Like to me, it was like there was a standard of cool. And and, and like to me, my standard of cool wasn't 
like, like, like I can say, but Jordans. I don't wear Jordans. But I wear Chucks. But I'll make niggas wear Chucks. Now niggas are wear Chucks because I'm wearing them. So it, it was just like whatever I decided was hip kind of became hip. So it was like. But it's a very ah. different world now compared to when we were all going through working out who we are. Because now we have access to every other community in other parts of the world. Or else when we were younger and there was no internet, you know, it was mm -hmm. only what was happening next door. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we have held our captive for like <laughs> 37 hours. I don't know. Hours. I think you were enjoying that. You didn't <laughs> want to. I'm really enjoying the show, but I really have a meeting that I got to yeah, do. So I would just yeah. say, I, I usually do three-hour shows, so shit. I'll I, I know. I listen. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I love the topics and the conversation. Just fresh mind, fresh energy. You know what I'm saying? Thank we you. appreciate you coming on, man. And we appreciate your perspective. You know, we we got to hear some of that last night, but yeah. hearing it kind of, you know, in this more quiet setting yeah. and really just kind of chopping it up with you gives, me, gives us a much fresher perspective is. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to tell you no lie. This is what I learned on my podcast. Mm -hmm. If you listen three years ago, right. I'm a completely different person. If you listen back to those episodes three, it's a completely different person. That's so you real. understand. Keep your mind open. That's real. Be open to energy, to, uh, to information, and be open to change. Because shit, a wise man knows he knows nothing. Beautifully said. Facts. Beautifully Great ending. Said. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Tara, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, Thanks, I met Tara driving fucking Lyft. <laughs> and, then, and then we got talking about a podcast, and I said I was starting one. He said he had one, and then, yeah, he came on mine last week. Yeah. Now I'm here. Um, I met JB when I was 11. <laughs> um, Mate, they're 30 years. There's five of them next year. 30 years of friendship. Yeah. yeah 30 years. We grew up yeah. together. Like, shout out to Evs, me and Coffee. And um, shout out to Tahoe, man. Like, I, I appreciate you bringing us on, letting us get in front of your audience, let us, letting us bring our audience to you as well. That was gangster. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. Appreciate um, you, bro. And, 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 and shout out to, to the ladies at Cocktails. I, I, I sneakily believe they behind all this shit. Because <laughs> I met Kiki in one event. She came on the show. Then Medina came on. Right. Then XP came on. Then McSignals came on. And then Tahoe let me come on his shit. And I'm like... They behind this shit. So shout out to y'all. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. And um, shout out to Trauma. Shout out to Dodge. And shout out to Joy. Because Joy is the one that held it down. So I appreciate right. you. Right. And um, let's get the fuck up out of here. It's Jeremy's mm -hmm. birthday. It's a real nigga birthday. Yeah, we So we're going to get twisted. Mm -hmm. Turn up. Uh, just want to say, if you get to hear anything else I got to say, which is probably... Be mad hypocritical if you come listen to So Shameless podcast. <laughs> That's my podcast with Miss Dodger Bell and DJ Trauma. Um, it's on all podcast stations and shit. Or you can come follow me, Tahoe underscore TV on Instagram and Twitter. And I, I'm telling you right now, don't come looking for the shit that I'm talking about here because I be talking about ass and eating and <laughs> Sucking feet. Well, those, that's exactly what my target audience is. So I'm gonna be there. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So yeah, I mean, black scene. Uh, you know, so we got a Harvard graduate here. We, we got to keep it. You know what I'm <laughs> so um, anyway, we're gonna get up out of here. Um, Cowboys gonna win. JB, your Redskins lost. Shut the fuck up. Who your team? Oh no, nah, I haven't watched NFL in years, and it's not even because I'm boycotting. It started that, and then after a while, I was just like, man, fuck this shit. I, I boycotted until Colin got his, his Nike deal, mm -hmm. and they paid him, and I was like, well, fuck the NFL. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? he, he got his yeah. money. Yeah, I was boycotting because they, they shitting on Colin. Mm -hmm. Once he got the check, I'm like, he got the bag. He good. Mm -hmm. I'm watching again. Um, So uh, do you have a team? 
in American football? Uh, I mean, no, not really. You're a Cowboy fan. <laughs> no, she's not. We're here. No, she's We're not. Here. Jeremy, a Kansas City fan. But anyway, Uno, we out. So, go watch So Shameless. Right now, we're calling it TD Talks. Nah, just find me, Tara underscore right. Dennis. Say it again. Tara, T-A-R-A, underscore Dennis. Tara, find Tara. Uno, we out. Peace.